Welcome back to The Spin Room, Radio Free Hillsdale's own music news and review show. Once again, I'm Monty. And I'm Ilias. And today we have the latest in music lined up for you. With that said, let's get right into what's trending in the music industry. To start off this week, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard have released their fourth album this year. This one is called Polygon Wanda Land. That's a long title. It's a very Australian title, um, <laughs> which makes sense. Uh, it was released for no price at all. It's completely free. The and master even tapes released, are free too. Yeah, the master tapes. Um, and there's been a number of record companies that have, like, they gave permission for different record companies to pick up the masters, press them on vinyl, CD, tape, whatever, um, with instructions on how to do so even, um, yeah. which is really cool. It's really cool to see, like, a major band do something like this. And this, they've constantly released their music for free, but this is the first time the masters have come out, too, Yeah, with the rest of it. Yeah, they're on Bandcamp, and it's out on Bandcamp right now. And also, this is like taking in rainbows to the next level. Radiohead released yeah. in rainbows mm-hmm. as Name Your Price and... You know, the music industry sort of got really mad at Radiohead because they're like, oh, these are big artists releasing Mm -hmm. music for free and my music's being pirated. Um, But King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard Lizard have always been ahead of the curve on this stuff and they're probably saving guitar music right now, in my personal opinion. That might be taking it a bit far, in my opinion. Uh, In other news, uh, U2 and Kendrick Lamar have a new collab song called American Soul. We're going to play a sample of that for you right now. That, of course, was from American Soul by uh, U2 and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, interesting track, kind of an odd collaboration, if yeah. you ask me. Um, but, I mean, U2 has been doing collabs with artists you wouldn't really expect them to recently. Yeah. Um, so, interesting and enough. And on Damn, um, on Kendrick Lamar's Damn album That's released true. earlier this year, U2 did a collab with them there. And it's I think it's funny that U2 has to collab with Kendrick to stay relevant because U2's <laughs> sort of fallen off the map recently. They they I think they were still totally relevant until that whole fiasco with Songs of Innocence when yeah. they released it for free on iTunes, but then it automatically put it onto everyone's phone and people got mad at yeah, them. Yeah, there's a good way to release albums for free and then there's a bad way. A bad way is automatically putting U2 on everybody's <laughs> phone. I don't want to hear that. Songs of Innocence was bad. Um, um, in uh, other news, William Patrick Corgan is once again known as Billy Corgan. Wow. Um, after just a couple years ago saying, I'm not Billy anymore, uh, his new singles are coming out under Billy Corgan. His music on iTunes and such has all been changed from William Patrick Corgan as the artist to Billy Corgan. So, wow. you know, he continues to try to stay relevant. In other news of old men trying to stay relevant, Morrissey of the Smiths just released a new <laughs> solo album called Low in High School. It's up on Spotify. I haven't had the chance to listen to it yet because it literally just came out today. Um, should be interesting, I think, to a degree. Morrissey is probably the most frustrating artist in the music industry for me because <laughs> I really like the Smiths. I cannot stand Morrissey's antics and the no, things he the says. The dude's insane. The dude is crazy. Um in uh, news of things no longer being relevant, uh, Warped Tour announced that this year will be the last full nation tour of Warped Tour. Good. You know, they went from playing um, good underground DIY, like punk and even some ska, pop punk stuff back yeah. in the 90s, to playing, you know, scene, metalcore, et cetera, et cetera, Crunk. becoming a staple of, you know, eighth to ninth grade music interest, you know. No, like I remember back in middle <laughs> school, the girls who I were who I was into all loved Warped Tour. You know, they'd have the Broken Side stuff all over. <laughs> uh, 
I've never been a fan of Warped Tour back in middle school. I listened to solely Coldplay and no punk whatsoever. Um, I used to listen to a lot of the music that got featured on Warped Tour. And yeah. every now and then there'll be an artist that I'll be interested in seeing um, on their on their ticket. But at the same time, you know, it's it's a lot of money to go see a bunch of artists I don't care about yeah, and see one artist sure. I do care about. So, Jaden Smith just released his first album, Sire. He is Will Smith's son and the philosopher king of our generation. Apparently, it's pretty good based on some of the reviews I've been seeing about it. Yeah, I listened to a couple of the um, the previews, the singles and stuff. I was impressed with some of the work he's done, so I'm excited to listen to this in whole uh, when I get a chance to. Um, yeah. And brand new, our last bit of news is concerning brand new. We reviewed them earlier in the year in our first episode coming back from break. They've canceled their remaining shows after allegations surfaced that around 2005, frontman Jesse Lacey sexually abused girls on Skype for several years. Brand New's probably done as a band now as well since they've canceled all their remaining shows. Um, we, like I said, we reviewed their last album. We said it was pretty good. Um, it's sort of fallen off for me, but it's a bit sad considering how influential Brand New has been in the music industry for the past, I don't know, 15 years or so. Yeah, it's something I want to say about this is, you know, I... I don't want to doubt the victims claiming that this happened to them, um, but I also don't want to just believe that somebody's guilty of something before sufficient evidence surfaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quite insane. A lot of artists have been um, had allegations levied against them recently. But um, this week has been dominated by one major, major event, and that would be the death, an untimely death, of sad boy rapper Little Peep at 21 years old. Um, so this is sort of a segue into our review for this episode. We will be reviewing retrospectively his last and first album, Come Over When You're Sober, Part 1. Um, here's what we know about the facts about Little Peep's passing so far. So he died in Tucson, Arizona before his show on a tour bus. He had been posting pictures of himself taking Xanax the day um, that day, and police are saying that's the leading cause of his death. He was pronounced dead at 9 o'clock, and he was originally from Long Island. He's the son of a school teacher and a professor father. He moved out to California and started the um, collective known as Golf Book Thicker Ladder join into it. They've been active since 2015. And there's a whole, whole story with this. It's just the follow-up's been falling out, and Little Peep's been getting more attention than he's ever gotten as a result of his death, which is sad and also quite insane that people are being exposed to his music, and he was literally just coming out of the woodwork of SoundCloud. Rap. Yeah, Lil Peep was one of these, the SoundCloud rapper, if that's a genre, um, that was kind of burgeoning on the brink of success. Um, yeah. Kind of in the same sense of Lil Pump, I think. He's gotten really popular. He's made a lot of money now off of his uh, his album that we reviewed earlier this year. Um, but Lil Peep, I think, was kind of the next big thing in that scene of music. No, he was. And I would like to say, I think that Lil Peep is significantly more talented than Lil Pump. Or For sure. Honestly, than a lot of the rappers in that scene, um, Lil Peep is known for being quote an emo rapper, quote unquote. If that's a subgenre, I mean, CNN's been reporting on it as him being an emo rapper. And XXX Temptations also involved in that scene. You have a bunch of other people in the Golf Book Thick who I was listening yeah. to yesterday. And the thing about Lil Peep is, um, in the Golf Book Thick, he is absolutely the best person of that collective. Um, he wears his influences on his sleeve. He's sampled Radiohead, he sampled Modest Mouse, he sampled the microphones with his releases in 2016. And he really takes, um, you know, sad rap to a whole nother level. And it's, it's genuine too, as shown by his own death and shown by how he's viewed life in his interviews. Um, retrospectively, I think this album, Come Over When You're Sober, Part 1, is going to receive a lot more attention. 
that said, let's dive into the review. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so this album is admittedly very short. It's only seven songs long, and each song, they cap out, I think four minutes is the longest song. Four minutes the shortest is the one's longest. about two minutes. Yeah. Um, so this is a very short album. Um, the first song on the album is, is it Ben's Boy, Ben's Truck? It's Ben's Truck. Ben's the first truck. song on the album is Ben's Truck, which yeah. was released as a single earlier this year mm-hmm. and is my personal favorite on the album. So, Which is interesting because it's possibly my least favorite song on this album, no, honestly. So but. Here's why Ben's Truck is great. and I, We're going to try to play a sample for you, but it's going to be hard to play samples of this album considering it's not fit for radio. But it has some extremely memorable lines that we can't play because the memorable lines are bad <laughs> and it has surprisingly great production. It sets a mood for the album. It's depressing, and it, but it's a banger. Like it's a depressing banger and that's hard to do in rap music. Um, I really do love this song. I really do. Yeah. This song, it, it, I think that I'm going to talk about the whole album here for a second. There's kind of two types of songs on this album and kind of as a whole in little peeps, very limited discography. Uh-huh. He has songs that are more hip hop influenced, and those are often they have darker, a lot of like trap or horrorcore influence. It seems like in those songs, um, and then compared that, he has songs that are more influenced by the emo music scene. Um, they're more melodic. They tend to be, and I've always kind of preferred his songs that lean towards the latter than the former. Um, although, I mean, I do like this song. It's just probably the one that's the most generic to me. I don't think it's generic at all. I mean, it's not generic. It's definitely unique, but it it falls the most in line with the whole SoundCloud rapper subculture, which I'm not a huge fan of, but, you know. Yeah, I can see that. The song is definitely dominated by its trap beat. And like I said, um, this album is dominated in general by trap beats running through guitar pieces and Little Peep's interesting, interesting rapping style. Little Peep really doesn't rap, more so as he sort of flows. Um, and he has a really gravelly voice. He sings actually pretty good. I love how Little Peep sings. Uh, and you know, it's just so interesting. It really sets a mood. So the next song on the album, I can't say on air. It's Save That Expletive. Um, Save That Expletive. Um, yeah, it's, this song has some interesting stuff on it. There's this guitar um, that drives a lot of the beat. Um, yeah. It's mixed really into a, a definitely like a trap-influenced beat, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this song, Monty? So the guitar loop, it's obviously looped the guitar, but I think the guitar in this album in general, generally speaking, is the most interesting aspect of the album. The guitar is dark. It reminds me oftentimes of songs from Deaf Consciousness from Have a Nice Life or Sun Kill Moon or any other dark artist. Um, and obviously emo and pop punk. There's a lot of those influence of the guitar in here as well. And it's really simplistic guitar. I mean, it's not doing anything absolutely crazy. It's there, but it adds a nice textural element to the album that I feel like a lot of these sad boy rappers in general do not have. Um, you know, they rely a lot on atmosphere. Uh, Filthy Frank released an album under his Joji name earlier that's a sad boy rap album, an alternative R&B album. And, you know, it really doesn't have those elements. It relies on cliches. I think Little Peep really I would brought something about, new to the table. I would disagree about In Tongues being cliche. I think that album's fantastic, that EP <laughs> that Joji released earlier this year. Um, one of the best to come out of this scene, like you're saying. But the next song on this album is Awful Things featuring Lil Tracy. And we can play a sample of this song. Can we? Okay, I, I believe we, we can. So Here's we're going to play a sample of Awful Things featuring Little Tracy. Awful things, you know I love it when you do that. 
That, of course, was from Awful Things by Lil Peep featuring Lil Tracy. Uh, you're listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, WRFH. Um, so Awful Things, this song is probably Lil Peep's best known song. Yes, for um, sure. If not Ben's Truck, that one's pretty well known too. Um, but one of these two um, kind of lifted him up. Awful Things is an interesting song on the album. It's one of my least favorite in retrospect because I've heard it so many times at this point. Um, But it's essentially an emo rock song with a trap beat behind it, and Little Peep actually sings a lot on this. Now, about the feature Little Tracy. I hate Little Tracy. I think (laughs) Little Tracy is the worst member of Golf Boy Click. I listened to XOXTO Little Tracy's mixtape, and you think that Little Peep's lyrics are repetitive and constantly harp on the same themes over and over again. You wait till you get to Little Tracy. Little Tracy doesn't know how to poetically state things. It's just really, really terrible. It, I can't say the lines on air. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's the first album to ever really make me feel uncomfortable and not in a good way. And I've listened to Nicole Doppelganger before, and her lyrics are like, holy crap. That's, that's really insane. Awful Things is an interesting song. I love the singing on it, and I love the guitar work on it. Yeah, I would agree. I like that as well. I like it when Little Peep kind of lets the melodic elements of his songs take over. Um, And something about Little Peep is his lyrics are definitely repetitive, as this entire subculture of music has repetitive lyrics. But what's unique about Little Peep, I think, is that these repetitive lyrics feel more honest and more personal than... For sure. Like, he's not just saying Gucci Gang 200 times in a two-minute time span. He's, I mean, he's talking about the same things over and over and over again, but you can really, you really get the sense that he's speaking from his heart. Yes. And with his passing, I think that's more obvious as well. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, because this album, if you guys don't know, was released with little critical acclaim. I mean, Pitchfork sort of picked it up and called Little Peep the future of emo. And that <laughs> was sort of ridiculed. And Anthony Fantano, who's actually received, I think, more sway than Pitchfork at this time because of him moving on to YouTube platform which reaches more people ultimately really destroyed this album he gave it a not good score which is also an interesting thing because he also gave uh one more light by lincoln park a not good and two of (laughs) (laughs) i think the number was 40 percent of the artists he's given not good to have died within the year yeah that's uh that's pretty sad we have to put Um, a stop to him yeah little peep i've I heard Lil Peep the first time a little more than a year ago, I think. He was definitely still underground at that yeah. point. Um, I picked up on him because of some of his collaborations with uh, former Tiger's Draw frontman Adam McIlwee, uh, who now works in this, subcu- this subculture I did not under know the that. name uh, Wicca Face Springs Eternal. Oh, I know Wicca Face Springs yeah. Eternal. Yeah, They're actually you know pretty that's, good. That's no, Adam I, McIlwee from I did from not Tiger's know that's Draw. Adam McIlwee. Yeah, he left right before they released Charmer. Um, but anyways, um, he did some co- collaboration with him uh, last year. And it might have been a single aside from that, but that's part of what sure kept was me a interested. Um, and I thought that Little Peep was really interesting um, at that point and somebody that I was keeping my eye on, uh, waiting for like a full release to come out. And then Come Over When You're Sober, I'm actually a pretty big fan of this album. No, I am too. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, I was a decent fan of it, to say the least. Um, I thought that Little Peep, and I still think he would have, had a much brighter future. The dude had so many amazing influences. I mean, like I said earlier, microphones, Radiohead, uh, brand new, brand new. The dude really knew how to wear his influences on his sleeve and create mm-hmm. something really melodic and interesting. And I think he would have gone further. Now, I feel like his reputation was sort of ruined by a lot of negative reviews that came out pretty early. Have come over when you're sober, but 
in comparison to other albums that came out this year, and I'm talking about XXX Temptations album <laughs> 17, this is gold. And XX Temptations album 17 is trash. This is coherent. This is a coherent album with a definite vision and viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's it's truthful as well. So this brings us into the second half of this album. Um, you have the song Better Off Dying, which I see Monty here has listed as his least favorite song. I do not like this song. I actually like this song a lot. Um, I think it's, again, a place where the melodic aspects of Lil Peep's music take over and kind of take the forefront, which I'm a big fan of. Um, he does this again in the song You Said, which has this really cool electric guitar yeah, introduction part. I agree. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of some of the neo-post-punk music um, like Have a Nice Life or Giles Corey. Now, I believe we can also play a sample of this song. Yeah, we can we can find a way to play a sample of this yeah. song. This is from You Said by Lil Peep. That, of course, was from You Said by Lil Peep off of his uh, his only album, Come Over When You're Sober, Part 1. Um, so, again, it's a really interesting guitar part. Um, again, shows the wide range of influences that he's using here. Um, the next song on this album, The Bright Side, is definitely my favorite on this album. Um, because I love, of how, the I love dr- how strung out it is. Yeah, the it's really strung out. Um, the driving guitar in the introduction, I want to play a sample of this, too, because I think it's really indicative of where I was hoping we would see Lil Peep go further in his career. So this is from The Bright Side by Lil Peep. That, of course, was from The Bright Side off of uh, Little Peep's album, Come Over When You're Sober, Part 1. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this album as a whole? So in retrospect, I think this album is pretty decent to fantastic. There's elements of this album that I think are absolutely amazing. And I wish that Little Peep wasn't, you know, addicted to Xanax and everything else <laughs> yeah. and passed away, unfortunately. Uh, his career was very bright. There are some elements on it that I love beyond belief. Ben's Truck is probably one of my favorite SoundCloud rap songs ever to come out. And everything Little Peep did puts his contemporary sad boy rappers to shame. The production is on par. The atmosphere is consistently dark and it's at times brooding. And Little Peep has a wonderful style of rapping that I think resonates with a lot of people. And I mean a lot of people. Um, it's insane how these you know SoundCloud and Bandcamp sad rappers and singers and indie folk artists are just gaining so much attention now, and I think this is the new wave that we're in of music. It places a higher importance on vocalization as opposed to rhythm, which is a very interesting style for Little Peep and rapping in general. And summed up, again, I don't think this album is fantastic. I don't think this album is 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, or even 8 out of 10 material. I think it's a very solid album, and I would love to see Little Peep continue, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. And I can only hope that his contemporaries 
catch up to what he accomplished within the span of just two years. Um, I think little people have a larger fan base than ever. I think this is going to be looked upon in the future as a very important album in SoundCloud rap history and just rap in general. And I'm going to give it a 7.0. I know that sounds a bit morbid considering he just passed, but I feel like it's a 7. Yeah, this album, I, I'm a big fan of this album. Um, it's really tragic that his career was cut so short. If, if you're a fan of Lil Peep, I would recommend you go listen to some of his singles that he's released since this album was released, especially the songs Avoid, Absolute in Doubt, and Kiss. I think those are three fantastic songs that were released as singles, um, expected to be on his new album that will never come out now. And it's very interesting to see what he was doing I wish we would be able to see what he wanted to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was going to give this album a score, I would probably give it seven and a half, eight, somewhere in that range. Again, I'm, I'm a big fan of what he was doing here, though. Um, if you're a fan, if you want more music like this, I would recommend maybe checking out uh, Nothing Nowhere does a similar thing that Little People was Nowhere doing. Nothing Nowhere is pretty great. Um, and also Young Lean, if you're more into the the rap SoundCloud rap side of mm-hmm. it. I think he captures a similar uh, sonic aesthetic that Lil Peep was going for. For sure. Anyways, that'll be it for today. You're listening to The Spin Room. On, on Radio Free Hills, though, 101.7 FM. And thank you for tuning in to this episode. Thanks, uh, guys. We'll see you next week.